Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Freedom Wire, your number one force for your number one source for patriotic truth. Sean Robertson here, along with the rest of the Freedom Wire crew. Uh, today, we're going to talk to you about how uh, what it takes to get a Democrat to actually do something correct. Um, as the mayor of Seattle has finally issued the executive order to get rid of the Chaz Chop Zone. And uh, all it took was uh, for the protesters to go to her house. So uh, we're going to talk about that. Um, so please, uh, if you have any comments, go ahead and add them now. What do you think? Do you think uh, this, this has been too long coming? Or uh, should the, was she right in letting these people stay there? I don't think she was right, but that's me. Um, uh, with me, as always, is Grace. Say hello, Grace. Hello. Ryan. Yo. And Connor. What's up, everybody? So we, we've we been using this Chaz Chop as a bit of a, um, as a bit of a joke, because it's just, you know, summer in love is what that was, was what the mayor uh, was calling it, uh, Jenny Durkin. She called it the summer, there was a very block party atmosphere, and it's their summer in love, except Two people, four people have been shot, two have been killed, and uh, now they finally said, well, let's go to her house and try to get stuff done. It wasn't until that happened that she decided to, to issue the executive order, send in the riot, riot police, and get these people out of there. Um, what do you guys think about what's going on in Seattle at this moment? Let's start with, let's start with Grace. <laughs> I love it. I think it's hilarious that she is backtracking so hard because if you look at what she said today, she sent a pretty strong message. She said, anybody who resists will be arrested. Like she's not playing games now. All of a sudden she spent so long trying to romanticize chop and declare that people were dying, like you said, until they came to her house. So I think that this is a really good thing for America to see that one, it's not, we're not going to tolerate it. And two, it shows liberals like, hey, this doesn't last long. See, my Ryan, favorite, what are you, yeah, my favorite part of this, I know I'm supposed to have a deeper point probably to make about this, but my favorite was this morning when they were taking this concrete walls off their border. They were, <laughs> the chance people were putting couches in this place. It was like it was a frat party or something. Like that's, that is so indicative, so representative of, of who they are. <laughs> they put couches to make their border. Uh, I thought it was <laughs> yeah, it, it's ridiculous, but, you know, we get to celebrate the fact that Chaz Chop Zone has been destroyed uh, because it, it's not in the process of being dismantled. It is basically dismantled already. Um, Andy No was on the ground reporting for that, uh, you know, because he's always campaigning against Antifa and everything. Uh, he, he basically told us Chaz was dismantled within minutes. Police showed up, told everybody to leave had riot gear, and everyone left, which kind of shows how easy it would have been to do this, you know, within a few days. Meanwhile, here we are a little over three weeks later, and they finally got around to taking it apart. But I think it's kind of beautiful that it all came right after a protest at Mayor Jenny Durkin's house, because uh, it just goes to show when the protest is right in front of your face, suddenly you're not on board with it anymore. It's a beautiful way to end what has been the 
biggest example of leftist hypocrisy that we've seen in the last few months. So I, 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 you couldn't have written it better if you were trying to make a screenplay about Chaz. It, it's par for the course. For it, it doesn't matter. You know, things don't matter to Democrats or liberals. Let's just say liberals, because because uh, not all liberals are Democrats. Um, it doesn't matter to liberals uh, if it's because it, it, it doesn't affect. It doesn't matter to them until it affects them. You know, um, it's one of those things that, that we've seen time and time again, where they allow lawlessness to happen in these places. And then as soon as it touches them, and, and we said it yesterday, or not yesterday, in our previous podcast, the left turns on each other. They, they, it, it's, it's what, what is it? Uh, I, I can't remember the word for self-eating, some kind of phagia. But that's what the left is, and that's what happened. They, she, she thought she was... She was in the clear. She's a Democratic mayor. She's supporting them. Oh, it's a summer of love until people start dying. And, and when the police walked in there, they didn't, you know, people, unfortunately, did not just leave. 23 people got arrested because they wanted to act foolish and, and they, they want to stand up to the police. I think it's, this, is, this is a good sign for, uh, for Seattle and for America. Look. We need, and it shows, yes, the police are needed. We don't need to defund them. What we need to do is we need to do a little reform, or maybe a lot of reform, and actually add more money to them in order to get them to do some of this stuff. Well, that's a good point. And you, that point you make about, well, talking about Dirk and the mayor is she thought she was in the clear and like, hey, I've been supporting these people. I let you guys take all my half of, you know, or a whole district of my city, for God's sakes. And then they still went after her. It's never good enough for the mob. And it's so funny because I wrote an article yesterday about Bill de Blasio pulling a, a billion dollars from the NYPD, proposing his budget. To, and I go, I wrote, I wrote in my article yesterday, I'm like, I guarantee that won't be good enough for him. And within like, I, like within hours, AOC was already up saying, that's not good enough. You know, you should get rid of the police in general. I'm like, there you go. Yeah, I, I went ahead and actually pulled up all of Jenny Durkin's statements that she has made about this. This is from uh, June 11th, if you can remember back that far, right when this thing first got started and when Trump was uh, coming out in condemnation of it. In a Twitter thread, she wrote, it's clear Donald Trump doesn't understand what's happening on five square blocks of our city. Uh, it's been, a, for decades, it's been a place of free speech, community, and self-expression, lawfully gathering and expressing First Amendment rights, demanding that we do better as a society. It's not terrorism, it's patriotism. Uh, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone is not a lawless wasteland of anarchist insurrection. It's a peaceful expression of our community's collective grief and their desire to build a better world. Uh, and then, you know, she closed it all out with a resounding condemnation of Trump because he's clearly the problem here. And then uh, in, in this thing I found on Twitter, it's right next to a headline from uh, June 30th, which was just yesterday. I'm sure we can all remember back that far. Uh, it's a quote from her in, in this headline condemning the protesters who showed up at her house for, quote, showing zero regard for her safety, uh, you know, putting her at risk of both violent mob protests and apparently the coronavirus. So when it's right on her own lawn, suddenly she's against people expressing their freedom of speech, as she said they were doing, you know, a few miles from where she lived. So again, it, it's perfect that all it took was someone getting up in her face, and then she decided it was a problem. 
that's kind of the, the core of liberal hypocrisy there. Up until it affects me, it's really not a problem for anybody. Yeah, and they probably not... predicted. Sorry. Go, go, go. <laughs> they probably predicted that they would have um, additional problems on the 4th of July. So I feel like she was probably just letting it go as long as possible until the 4th so that she could dismantle it because I guarantee those people would have gone a little nuts if it, they made it in Chaz all the way until the 4th and started wreaking havoc on any of the business residents who stopped working with them or anyone who came in CHOP. I bet reporters and journalists would have been in there on the 4th of July to do their thing and it probably wouldn't have been a good, a good site for Seattle. And, and here's the thing. She was. She couldn't have been more wrong. It wasn't. A, it wasn't peaceful. It wasn't patriotic. There was violence every single night in the Chaz Chop Zone. Every single night, there were fights. There were. Um, there were assaults. There were all kinds. Of, and and w there were two people killed in this place. I mean, how can like two people? One of them. Uh, the last. The last two that were shot were two black teens. A 16-year-old and a 14-year-old. The 16-year-old is dead. The 14-year-old, last I checked, was in critical condition. Um, that basically, the, what's that? Didn't end up dying? I thought the 14, I could be wrong, but I thought they were both died. Yeah. No, the, four, the last I heard, the 14-year-old was still, uh, but he, that, I might have I missed that, that he might, he might, he might have died, unfortunately. This, though, that blood is on Jenny Durkin's hands. I don't care what anybody says. The fact that she allowed that this this zone to a, to exist is the reason why these two, maybe three people are dead. No other reason. No other reason. Those people would 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 still be alive today had she done this weeks ago. Yeah, it's just how we become so desensitized to a death. I feel like in in America in general. Um, but furthermore, that's what's so dangerous about like the far leftist ideology is they kind of glorify becoming like somewhat martyrs for the cause. Like anyone who dies or anyone who gets hurt or whatever becomes all of a sudden like celebrated for having done that under that ideology. And um, it's really sad. All right, correction. Uh, yeah, so, so uh, in critical uh, or intensive care, the 14-year-old the just... Yeah. So, you know, obviously hoping he recovers from, from his injuries because from, you know, the reports we've seen, he was injured pretty severely. Um, the fact that that didn't get more attention when, you know, uh, Chaz border guards opened fire on two black teenagers, um, you know, the, the, there's still conflicting reports about why the shooting started or what went on then. But regardless, like we, we have had much bigger blowback on situations with far less evidence. Uh, just, you know, substitute Chaz border guards for a white police officer and, yeah. you know, suddenly... Murder suddenly, is murder. Yeah, mur like a, a, shooting a teenager, regardless of the situation, is a horrible thing that should be avoided at all costs. And the fact that, you know, they essentially got away with it because that wasn't the motive for why Chaz got taken down. Uh, that that probably barely even factored into the decision. And the fact that, that wasn't the uh, thing that spurred an immediate response of, okay, they're killing people, let's go stop them, kind of shows a failure of local government there. Yeah, that, that's the tragedy. 
is it wasn't the deaths that that brought about the destruction of the Chaz Chop Zone. It was the fact that these people showed up at the mayor's house. That's that is it, I, it's shameful. It's shameful that that's what it took. It what it should have happened after the first death, the first or the first shooting that happened in the Chaz Zone, the one the one that the, the guy lived. That should have happened immediately. But do, have you seen one story on, on mainstream media about the deaths in the chop zone? What are they focused on? The back focused, everything's back focused on COVID in the states that are seeing spikes. You know, the ones that saw the spikes after the mass protests that happened, not so much opening up, but the mass protests. But they denied um, it. Sean, have you seen those reports? They, they were like, oh, it's one expert says they were caused by the protests, even though there's what, Minneapolis and Cleveland, all these cities are seeing a rise. And, and it was like, it's what, two weeks it takes? It goes back? Two weeks, yeah, two weeks. Yeah. Florida and Texas, yeah. uh, Arizona, we've been opening up for over, for months and we haven't seen any of these spikes. It wasn't, until, I mean, I know we're getting off topic here. No, but I think that's, I I think that's important though. It's an important point. The hypocrisy in the media. About yeah, and, 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 right. They're you know they're but they're talking about that. They they how long did they spend on the death of George Floyd? And and now think about how long they spent on the deaths of, of these people in the Chaz Chop Zone. That the main reason, the only reason that they're dead is because that Chaz Chop Zone existed. Yeah, and I I'm all for you know putting responsibility where responsibilities do because even though. Uh, Mayor Durkin obviously was, you know, involved in allowing the situation to progress. Ultimately, the people who shot those kids are the only ones responsible for those kids being hospitalized and killed. But at the same time, you have to look at the situation and see the way that, uh, you know, the mayor and the city council and various other facets of local government, they, they held the hands of Antifa and Black Lives Matter as they set up this zone. When they first did it, they, you know, pulled down chain link fences and set up, you know, pallets and stuff as barricades. Within a few days, there were official concrete barriers that surrounded the zone, uh, which, like, they, they didn't have those. Those were put there by the city, and they were arranged in a way that stopped cars from getting through, but had openings big enough to allow first responders to go in and out when they were called. So, like, this autonomous zone declared itself, you know, exempt from all local authority, Anytime there was a fire or a shooting or a medical emergency, they called the Seattle Fire Department, Police Department, uh, emergency services. So they, they, they just basically leached off the local populace without you know, actually uh, claiming they were a part of it. So the city was complicit in that. They, they could have done a thing where they say, okay, there's a dumpster fire. Your, your whole establishment's a dumpster fire. Put it out yourself. Or, you know, they, they could have done any number of things, but they held their hand and helped them to set this up because they wanted it to be this crazy summer of love block party type thing. And when they couldn't deny that it was, you know, happening, they they finally had to do something about it. But they they should have shut this down from day one instead of enabling them because that just made it worse. Yeah, I mean, I do think they should have allowed the first responders to go in there because, I mean, CHOP is not legally autonomous. I mean, it's still the duty of the city to protect the people who live in there, including the first responders, to be able to go in, but they should have shut it down to begin with. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. I, I agree. But 
when they set up those barriers, it was like, okay, we're blocking this off. No cop cars can get in, but we have openings for people to walk through. So you, you can't organize anything with vehicles, but if we need you, you can walk through this gate with our approval. And of mm-hmm. course they had armed guards standing there, uh, keeping it all shut down. But it, yeah. it's just shameful that it took them so long to finally say, okay, we're not going to, you know, allow this to happen in the city. That, that should have been a day one decision. Well, it's, it's unfortunate that this is something that, uh, we can't, you know, we can't make them see the light. You know, we, we can't make them, you know, we can't show them a mirror and say, look, you guys are acting like petulant children. This is, this is what you get from a generation of parents that want their kids to earn trophies and play in, in every game. This is what you get. You get. You get children who think they know what the world needs and and they expect the world to give it to them and this is what you get and and the fact that uh the mayor let them do it is just it it just perpetuates the problem she should have shut it down said look no this is a city this is a civil society you guys are not taking this over go kick rocks and flip-flops but that's not what i really wanted to say Family, family podcast. Yes, yes, yeah. Go kick rocks. Um, yeah. So you know, finally, it's gone. Good, yay. Um, they they should what what uh, Jenny Dirk, Durkin should have done was taken a page out of Asheville, North Carolina's book. The moment it started popping up, <laughs> the police went in there and got rid of it. So um, you know, I guess too little, too late. But whatever, it's not our city, um, but it is somebody's city, and it's an American city, and that's what's that's the that's the tragedy of this. Um, hopefully, ladies and gentlemen, you liked what you heard. If you did, please like the video, uh, give it a thumbs up. Also, uh, if if you can comment, what do you think? Do you think Jenny Durkin should have done this long ago, or do you think she was right to let them play out and try to get their get that uh, angry steam out? Let us know below. Also, share this video. Share it to your friends. Why not? What else are they going to watch during a lockdown? You know, reruns of Seinfeld? Who wants to watch that? Or <laughs> Yeah, I'm, um, I'm good. <laughs> also, like please subscribe to the channel. <laughs> subscribe to the channel if you haven't. Hit the notifications bell. And bottom of the video, you'll see a link to join FreedomWire to become a member it's real easy. It's free. You uh, put your email in. You'll start getting emails with the information that's important to conservatives, the stories and information. It's not just, uh, we're not just sending you out, you know, willy nilly. We put a lot of thought into what, uh, you know, we give you guys, making sure it's something that nobody else is giving you. And, uh, and as far as, you know, and by you, I mean conservatives. So please become a member today. Other than that, let's go ahead and sign out. Uh, let's go. We'll go in the same order that we started. Let's see if Ryan can follow directions this time. Grace, <laughs> please sign us. Start. Start. Start the process. Um, participate in American society. Don't withdraw from it like Chop did. Ryan. <laughs> All right, message to Seattle. Stick to two things you're good at, coffee and grunge music.
Ah. I like that. <laughs> and and Connor. Uh, all I got is you know this weekend, Fourth of July. Uh, everybody crack a cold one and raise a toast in honor of the downfall of Chop. Few things <laughs> we can be more proud of right now than you know that finally happening. So let, let's uh, let's have a good weekend with it. You know. All right, and I'm going to end just with a little quote. I'll, if, if, if any of you uh, Freedom Wire members read my articles, you'll notice that I put quotes on the bottom. Might start. I'm going to have to start doing that with these podcasts, uh, reading a little quote. Um, first of all, yes, Epstein didn't kill himself. Second of all, uh, this quote from Edmund Burke, justice is itself the great standing policy of civil society, and any eminent departure from it under any circumstances lies under the suspicion of being no policy at all. Keep that in mind. Also, stay safe. And more importantly than staying safe, America, stay free. <laughs>